Welcome to the Unlock Philippines podcast, your once or twice weekly informational podcast on all things lockdown management related. We hope to help you get through what you need to get through so we can keep it together while we social distance apart. I'm Jet Akuzar. I'm based in the Philippines. And I'm Jantina Fong Nigaman. That's N-I-G-G-E-M-A-N-N, a Filipina based in Hong Kong, and we are your hosts. Welcome to the Unlock Podcast, Barry. Thanks for having me, Jeff. No, thanks for being here today. I'm really excited to have you today and discuss all these. Um, it's not just weddings. It's really like um, events generally. And, events, correct. Yeah, and the industry that you're in, especially given that, um, you know, gatherings are going to be banned for the foreseeable future. I mean, large gatherings, that is. So, Barry, to start off, I would like to ask you a little bit about the background of Bridesmaids and Company and how you got involved. Okay, Bridesmaids and Company is one of the country's first full-service wedding and events coordination, uh, which started in 1990 for our highly personalized and professional coordination style. We also pioneered the elegant type of bride affair with Makati Shangri-La back then called Many Years, mm-hmm. which paved the way for many bridal fairs we see today. Um, I started with Bridesmaids and Company in 2008 when I returned from college in the U.S. Before, um, before Many Years, which is the bridal events, um, sorry, the bridal fair of Shangri-La and Bridesmaids and Company. How did brides get in touch with suppliers? Um, back then, it was mostly based on recommendation of the coordinators. Um, really? That was, how, that was how it was done before. And then once they were recommended, we would be giving them their numbers and then and videographers and um, caterers mm. will be the one to get in touch with um, the client and show them also the portfolios. Mm. <laughs> so it's nice because now at least like I feel like it levels the playing field when you're able to give a platform to maybe smaller businesses or less well-known companies that can cater weddings and other events. So I think that's great that you guys did that. Um can I ask you, in your opinion, what do you think makes an event successful? Um, well, for me, seamless execution and transition from one part to another. Uh, proper build to the highlight of the event. Um, comfort of the guests, of course. Mm. Entertain them, but not overwhelm them. Um, and of course, good food and fully stocked bar. Yeah, I feel like a fully stocked bar is like the most important thing. Correct. And it sets the mood for your guests too, like cocktails um, and And dinner and the after party. So my wedding was really carambola. Like, I just want to share this with you. When I got married, I basically invested in a lot of alcohol and huge, huge chunks of alcohol, bottles and bottles. And um, because it had rained, you know, despite the many assurances of pag-asa, yeah, like, They assured us, because we asked them if our area of the country would experience any rain showers. They assured us that my wedding day would be sunny. Um, (laughs) So we went ahead with like an outdoor garden wedding. And then it just started to really pour. So what happened was most of the alcohol at my wedding got shoved under a staircase in one of the houses in Las Casas. So my guests like were, I think, 
for the most part of the evening, we were really drinking like Tanduay, Red Horse, whatever we could find in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the next morning, like these guys from housekeeping come with like hearts, crates and crates of like alcohol. Can you believe that? They, they come to me and they're like, we found your hidden alcohol. <laughs> it was super insane. So I was drinking um, Red Horse at my wedding when I was hoping to be drinking Paul Roger. <laughs> just, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Like, I did not drink champagne at my wedding. I drank beer. Um, but, but it was that, fun. That, that, yes, and that's what makes it memorable and exciting yeah. when you look back. Oh, this is what happened in our wedding. Yeah, and to be honest, I I actually, for, of all the different types of booze there is, like, beer is probably my favorite. Um, it's just yeah. so carb. It's just so carby. That's why I can't have it every day. But um, can you tell us a little bit about your most favorite wedding experience? If you could single out one particular wedding that's just super memorable. Um, yes. Well, I remember. Well, for me, I love wedding receptions at home. Um, it's one of the most sentimental and personal locations. Uh, I like seeing how stylists transform their homes and make it into an intimate um, venue. Yes. I remember the one that's very, very memorable for me is um, um, the sister of Margarita Forrest. She got married and mm. um, the wedding was in their house. And it was so nice. I mean, of course, the food was excellent. The, of course. The yeah. bar was excellent. But it was so nice because... Everybody knew each other. Yeah, it was it. It was a big wedding, but it still felt so intimate. Yeah, because it was in the house. Hmm. Um, you know, there was a relaxed and familiar atmosphere for both the couple and the guests. It was also easier for the couple to let loose and let their hair down for their after party experience. And what about? But what about now? Let's talk about the current situation. Um, the events industry is one of the most hard hit industries. Um, because mass gatherings are going to be postponed for the foreseeable future. And when Filipinos do weddings, generally speaking, we do big weddings. Um, yes. You know, we don't, we're not really the kind of um, culture that does a wedding of 20 guests. When we do weddings, there's, you know, we invite our neighbor. I noticed this even in the barangays when I was campaigning with Ali, you know, they invite everyone. Yes, we invite the extended family, yeah. your brother's friends, your parents' friends. Um, Filipinos love fiesta. Filipinos love parties, loves get-togethers. Um, so now, because of the pandemic, I think weddings will be much smaller, more intimate, but more meaningful. Mm. Guests will really just be family and their closest friends. Mm. Um, Is when's, when's your next wedding, if you don't mind me asking? It's in, in January. Oh, so somebody all of all of our all of our weddings for 2020 has been postponed to next year. So we and, have no weddings this 2020. And are brides getting married in? Are they booking hotels like Shangri La and Peninsula? Or are they going kind of, you know, into the countryside where there's more open air? What's the trend happening? You think like. What's it gonna? Well, look like? now it yes. Um, most of our are no, not in hotels. Most of our most of our brides for next year, they're booked in smaller venues, smaller restaurants, um, like Blackbird, um, mm. or Antonio's. Mm. They're it's very intimate venues, smaller weddings. Mm. 
they're cutting they're cutting down they're cutting down their gas also yeah um yeah yeah but i think that's good i mean in some ways like we were talking about this the other day that's sort of how ideally that's how a wedding should be it should really just be your closest friends and families we've just kind of taken it to a place where it's become this massive celebration <laughs> yeah. that we kind of invite like um anyone and everyone i mean at my wedding i had 800 guests and um i think of those 800 only 60 were actually mine so okay In a yeah. sort of panic, I was like, I started to invite people I wasn't close to at all. Like people from like grade school, people like a best friend of mine from kindergarten, just so like my numbers would go up. <laughs> you know, weddings are all about affection, right? So in this sort of low touch economy, how do you think that's that, you know, your wedding in January, how do you envision that actually happening if there hasn't been Uh, if a vaccine and a cure haven't been found and herd immunity hadn't taken place. And I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that herd immunity has already taken place by January. Yes. Well, unfortunately, I, there won't be any hugging and touching during the wedding. And in the, um, but it will be filled with all the important features in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. It will be mostly visuals and more about the couple than the guest experience, which mm-hmm. I think is more important. It's the couple's experience more than your guests. I mean, not, not before coronavirus, we were really, I mean, most of the brides are more conscious of the guest experience. Yes, I was like they're feeling, that. what if they enjoyed, um, mm-hmm. did, did, did they like the food, did they like, you know, all the visuals, the styling. But now I think with the pandemic, it will be really more about the bride and the groom, much more intimate. Yeah, I mean, in a way, like we do weddings to sort of... Um, And, and I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, but it's our way of impressing our friends, right? I mean, at least yes. for me, that's how I think of it. Like impressing, like or impressing upon them something good and happy, right? Like, cause it's the one time yes. that we can really go all out and throw a crazy party. Cause you couldn't do that on your birth. I mean, I couldn't. Some people can, I guess, but I couldn't do that on yeah. my, every, on my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> even, even if I wanted to, I love throwing. I love throwing parties, and you can ask any of. We have a lot of mutual friends, Barry. You can ask any of them. Yeah, I, I always throw parties. Like, um, I don't know what happened to me after I got married. I just became super friendly, <laughs> and I think if I actually got married next year, if I got married next year, I would have like. A guest list of 300 now on my own of people I would own. have yes, to invite, yes, yeah, yes. which really wasn't the case when I when I was younger and I got married. So it's funny. Um, so yeah, so there won't be any hugging, there won't be any kissing. It's just gonna be. And do you think the chairs will be socially distanced? I mean, what's it? It'll yes, be a challenge um, for I stylists. Think, well, yes, it'll be a challenge for the stylists. Also, the couples they need to be, um, they still need to prepare. Seeing their suppliers in in PPE PPE suits. Hopefully by then it's they're much yeah. better. No, but yeah, things are better. Yeah, yeah, things are better. But you know, um, like caterers will still have their masks and their, and their glasses and their. Hopefully by then it should be okay. Yeah, I'm glad that you're optimistic about things because it's really like I feel for a lot of brides because. Even for me, it wasn't. 
it wasn't a straight line getting my husband to propose to me. Like, I, I think, because um, we have a huge age gap. We're like 14 years apart. And I think my parents would have preferred for me to marry somebody, I don't know, two to four years older than me. <laughs> so, so most all of us, I think all of all girls and all brides, they have they've been dreaming about getting married when yeah. they were younger, or maybe they've already thought of their wedding even before finding a groom. I mean, I guess what I'm leading to is I wanted to ask you how if there have been brides and grooms that haven't been as um, accepting of the reality. How do you get brides and grooms to accept that this is the new reality, that they'll have to adjust their ideal wedding to what kind of fits this, you know, this, this plague that the whole world is currently experiencing? Well, we, well, if, if, if we had clients who would still want to push through with their weddings this year, um, of course, we would... We would still support them and follow them. But we'll have to let them know that also their guests might not all be attending. And they'll have to mm. um, make their guest list a lot smaller. And mm-hmm. just maybe make it just really their family and a few friends. And just do um, live stream so that they can attend. And it's really the priority is the health of not just themselves. Mm. But also all the suppliers. Yes. All the guests. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if they would if they would feel uh, comfortable in even having their guests all take rapid tests. I mean, of course, it's really their safety, their safety of their parents, their yes. safety of their, their grandparents. Um, and I know. mean, you know, you were talking to me about some of the suppliers, um, one photographer, and without naming names, one photographer yes. that you spoke to who had a wedding, right, that he went to. He had his... Um, uh, one of the suppliers, one photographer, just recently had his first um, wedding. Um, okay. And he was saying that that they needed to take rapid tests. But he, of course, one of his, his um, rules, like he, the, when they take rapid tests, it's going to be at the church or mm-hmm. and, and taken an hour or two hours before the call time. Mm-hmm. And um, not, of course, in the hospital. So that they won't get exposed. I mean, really changing yeah. and also limiting the number of 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 staff he's with. Mm-hmm. So um, even the the photographers they were they were limiting it. So it was him and another associate, and they won't even go to the groom's house anymore. So for groom solo photos, it's going to be after the church. Mm-hmm. But really, everything is uh, with you know social distancing. Even him, he said it's very 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 important to wear masks. Because, of course, the bride and the groom will be not wearing their masks and will be talking and, you know, their photos without any, any you know, glasses or, and, and, and masks. So it's very important that they wear it so they're, they're safe. Um, it's just... Of course, he was also saying it's important that they're still coordinators um, because it's hard. Well, I guess with this wedding, he didn't have any, any help. It was just really him and the, the couple. So it mm-hmm. was hard for him to coordinate with them because, of course, he needed extra help. And um, if if the suppliers choose to wear PPEs to get ready because it's very hot, and he says yes. get ready because it's very, very, very hot. But of course, they just everyone just really wants to be safe. And Barry, that's the irony of it. You couldn't do a wedding 
somewhere that was super duper cold because um, I read a report. Um, and again, I'm not an expert by any means, but I read a report on CNN, was it? Um, somewhere on one of the news, um, in one of the news sites that there was a coronavirus outbreak in a cold storage meat processing facility in Germany and also in the UK, I think. So, like, thousands of these German workers got coronavirus because the conditions of these meat processing facilities, you know, super cold, cold. Um, you know, no windows and all of this, like, were just conducive for the growth of coronavirus. Um, if you got married in a hotel, you know, so that people could use PPEs, it's still not exactly safe because... Do you know what I'm saying, right? Like, yes, 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 yes. It's, so I don't really it's know. In an like, enclosed area. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even if you got married in an enclosed area, it's a bit tricky because then, like, yeah, it is cold and you're, you're, you won't be sweating in your PPE. But also the conditions are, are riper for transmission, at least from my very basic understanding of this virus. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I stopped. I honestly have stopped researching about the virus when they locked us down. <laughs> like I kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much already. So, so it's good that you haven't really encountered any yeah. couples that are determined to kind of not. They on. all they, they all postpone to next year, and then they're really just on the wait and see mode. Yeah, that's great. Then it's it makes life easier for you guys. My sister in law, um, she's a makeup yeah. artist. And she started, she resumed work already. Mm-hmm. And she was telling us how every time she has to go, every time, so every other day she has work, each time she has to take a rapid test. And she, she was just saying, of course, um, it's good to be safe, but, you know, it's just also so hard on her, on her, on her, ba- I mean, on her, on her <laughs> veins. I mean, she's like, it's bug already. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, where does it keep getting they're drawing blood every time. Where they're drawing blood, exactly. God. I mean, so given all this, like, you know, now we're in this this whole new normal situation. Um, where do we go from here, Barry? What advice can you give engaged couples about how to make things work in this modified reality that we're all in? Yeah, well, of course, we tell our clients that, that their day will still come. Mm. And, you know, trust us that when the day comes, it will still be the most amazing thing. And, you know, they all their friends and family will still be able to get together and celebrate, you know. Yes. Um, but they also need to manage their expectations. Um, we also tell them that, you know, to please make sure that the health and safety of themselves and their family and their guests and, of course, the suppliers too. To be the top priority, you know, put their budget where it really counts. Mm-hmm. Um, we also tell them to be imaginative with decorations and catering possibilities. Be flexible also um, that there will be changes each time. You know, everything is constantly changing. So th- there'll be different rules and regulations per venue, per city, per parish, mm-hmm. and of course, per service provider. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so really just be open. I mean... Um, it's constantly changing. Rules are constantly changing. They they just, of course, have to adapt to it. Yeah, and it's it's a tough. I think it's a hard message to give to people, um, 
because you know it's weddings are sort of like this milestone where you enter this new phase of your life and this whole virus has just put a pause on that you know what i mean like yes it almost feels like for us, not everybody believes this but at least for me anyway i am one of those people who think that marriage is a sort of um it's a kind of marker you know like a marker um where kind of you know this is where this is where my childhood sort of ends <laughs> yeah and like my it's adulthood begins yeah you're going to be with your soulmate, your life partner. Yeah, obviously not everybody agrees. Um, because, yes. but at least for me, I felt that. Um, although I'm, I still, I still think I'm very immature. But like, I felt that like, getting married made me feel more like an adult. And also because I was very young, I was twenty twenty six, I think twenty five when I got married, which is relatively young these days. Yeah. Yes. Um, I literally, yeah, I, I got married quite young, so I felt so really, grown up. You know, for the for the for the industry, it's really we just have to continue on and just mm-hmm. the way events are being executed. Small wedding ceremonies will become more common, but of course, mm-hmm. coordinators we still have to find each one stand out and be unforgettable, especially for the bride and groom. Be at every Zoom live stream or at the church, yes. and um, a reception venue that is, you know, full of empty space. I mean, we still have to make it really memorable for the couple. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if it if you're not gonna have a ton of people, you might end up with that. You, you see that Barcelona um, opera house that filled its seats with plants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be more and more Gideonized. As... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're going to just yes. have to fill it with Gideonized and all these things. Make up for the people that cannot <laughs> attend these weddings. Weddings, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, ooh, sorry. You know what? It's really an, also an emotional time for the brides. I mean, luckily, Aww. all our brides are, 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 are nice. Of, maybe not venting really to us, right? But to other people, but, yeah. But really, it, it's, I'm sure it's devastating for them too. It is. I mean, also, it's... especially that they've, they've well, they've, they've made down payments already to the suppliers too. I mean, luckily, um, luckily the suppliers are not the man charging extras and, and you know, yeah. for rebooking fees and all these things. I mean, everyone's really really helping out but and also it's, it's in, hard i mean of course it's 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 depressing also for the brides i mean of course they wanted to get married this year and then now of course it's postponed yeah and it's so hard i think in our culture you know when you are single and you know when you're single people ask you you know when are you gonna get married when are you gonna have a boyfriend right yeah and then when you have a yeah. boyfriend when are you guys gonna get married when you get married when, when you're you married when you're gonna have a baby. baby when you have the baby it's like when are you gonna have the second one your child needs to have a, a sibling you know it just doesn't really um it doesn't really it never really Stop. ends yeah <laughs> it really never really ends. and then when yeah. you have like your two kids it's like when are you gonna move to a bigger house because you know children need space i mean there's just exactly. so much yeah that's you know, what i'm having <laughs> people yeah. people yeah. making all these comments and like i get so affected by these comments <laughs> that's why but you know um i think yeah correct but now because of this everyone's getting I think now everyone's biting their tongues. They're also not doing that. Yes, I mean, thank now God. They're yeah. more, I know, they're sensitive, more careful. Yeah. They're more sensitive, yes. And I mean, it's I, looking back now that I'm, I'm, 
um, I'm in my early 30s. Looking back now, like, um, you know, five, five, six years ago, I mean, 26 years old, pressuring myself to get married and have a child is now, like, to, in my mind, is sort of insane. I look back at my younger self and I think, you should have, you know, there's no rush. <laughs> there's no rush. Yeah. But you don't think that when you're, when you're that age, you know? You just yeah. don't, right? And also, I guess when your friends are getting all yes. married, I mean, there's a trend also, like, with, with, let's say, with me. All my friends were getting married sabay-sabay. So, like, this year, it's, it's one of my, you know, one of my kabarkada. Next year, sunod-sunod na yan eh. Everybody's getting married. And imagine if you're not getting married <laughs> yeah. yet or you're single. Chep, it's hard. I mean, I hung out with, like, I remember, cause I really was, like, a, a lot more introverted when I, when I first came, when I first moved back to Manila, I was so introverted. And, like, I remember two of my, the only two girls that I hung out with were both getting married. I look back at, like, 26, 27-year-old me, and I really wasn't ready to get married, Barry. I don't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) And now I think also, I mean, the younger generation now is also, um, I mean, before first settling down, they also want to do so many things. They want to travel. They want to go to so many places. They want to take their masters. Yes. You know, before settling down and parang they want to see the world before, okay, finally, this is it. Yeah, like they want to achieve things. And um, and I think that that generation is so super like mentally, like at least I I feel like they're so mentally healthy because it's so good to really know who you are before you mix yourself in with somebody else. Right? And before you start forming a family, it's really good to be very clear on what kind of person you are and um so next year when when the couple when our couple gets married it's it's going to be much more meaningful yes they waited i mean you know the timing i mean all of these it it has a reason yes i agree Um, so it's much more meaningful when they get married Mm. or when they have their intimate wedding it's really like i do want to marry you Moving on, what do you think of Zoom weddings? Um, there's nothing wrong with Zoom weddings or or live stream weddings, um, except if you say it literally like a Zoom wedding where the priest is on the other side of the screen and it's your husband and I mean your groom and the bride. That's not, that's not recognized by the church. Really? So Can't Zoom, there's no special dispensation they can give like the this. There's not. There's not. They're not allowing. They're not allowing that. Um, having beach weddings, that's also not recognized by the church. Yeah. So it's this. Yeah. So. So you could just opt that as like a promise ceremony if it's literally like a Zoom wedding. But of course, if you're going to have a, with the actual priest and the church, and then you just live stream that, then of course there's nothing. There's no problem with that. I have to say, there is, from what I know, because I got married in a building that wasn't consecrated. So what they did was they gave us a special dispensation that the building could be used for a wedding. Parang ganon is what they did. Um, That's why I don't know whether, but then like, but then the building is meant to become a church anyway. 
So maybe that's yes. why. Like it was an unfinished church, basically. I got married in a in a church that's completely unfinished. Um, and f- you know, I've been married like what six years now, five six years now, and it's still unfinished. This church, it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't know when. And my sister got married in the same church. I think they gave us a special. And because I think it's because I think it's um, it's meant to be a church anyway. That's probably why yes, they're, yes. they're relaxed about that. Maybe it doesn't really apply to if you have like you know your bedroom at home or whatever. Like it might not work, right? Yes. Yeah. Or I don't know how my cousin who got married by the beach did it. Maybe she had to go to. Um, maybe she had um, to go to. No. Well, okay. With our clients who get married on the beach, what we do is the most of the couples they get married civilly in a church. Yeah, yeah. And then they do the whole ceremony again at the beach, of course, with the priest. So, can you tell us a little bit about Barry's Deli and where it began? Um. Well, Barry's Deli actually. It started. It it started last year, but we just branded as very. I was a little bit hesitant of branding because I'm a full time mom with mm-hmm. with three kids under five, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to brand and get and and have that pressure of constant constantly, you know, updating in social media and, yes, and yes. updating my product. So I I didn't want that pressure because I like. I like the flow that I was having that, you know, like the I was freedom, yeah. my kids and yeah, the freedom that I had. Um, but of course, after branding, it just changed everything. Yeah, it, you know, it got bigger and yeah. of course it got better. Um, yeah. So the hot dogs, it, we, we originally was just selling the hot dogs. Um, my sister-in-law's family um, makes these, she's working meat process. So she saw how it's made and, um, so when my sister-in-law married my 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 brother in 2015, this has this has been the staple in our house. No, so what happened was you um, learned how to make my it. My husband. Well, no, I didn't learn. She, she's still she's still making it. Guys, guys, quiet. I'm almost done. Anyway, um, so since I was since we decided that her mom, I'm telling Jack. Like what? What can we do? Yeah, there's this called Yummy Home Kitchen Directory. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's an online platform where you just homemakers order food. Okay, like expats, they sell food, they sell their home home goods, right? Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, oh, what can we sell there? What can we sell there? My husband was kept thinking, oh, what can we sell? I said, why don't we do the hot dogs? Mm-hmm. And then. Um, there, the hot dogs, they don't have preservatives, no extenders, no food coloring. Um, in 2015, my brother was also selling it. But I guess yeah. back then, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't normal yet. Or parang it wasn't such a big hit, the no preservatives. And um, then, yeah, because it's hot dogs, but it's not the typical uh, grocery bought hot dog that there's really like a crunch. It's uh, and it's also yeah. a bit softer than usual. Yeah. So and I guess it's, yeah. it's like an acquired taste. I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, that's yeah. how it started. So from and then I said, okay, can we expand? And I said, you know, some of my best friends um, are Indian, and so they don't eat beef. 
So I said, oh, can we do like a chicken? That's how we expanded. Can we do like chicken hot dogs? Oh, can we do like, you know, beef with cheese? I mean, it's really kids would eat. Yeah. It's really about my kids. It's really all about my kids. I mean, my, the food that I sell or the, I sell in Barry's Deli are, the, are what my kids eat. Yeah, and it's, you know, because there's so much, um, there's so much scary sort of reports. And I mean, these are unverified, but like, how do I say this? There's a lot of negative press about preservatives, you know? Like, yes. Well, I'm, also about, about hot dogs. I mean, I, I've seen that, um, I mean, on Netflix, they, they have this uh, show about, you know, like cancer and about, you know, nitrates and all these things. That's... The difference with our hot dogs. I mean, of course, it's still processed, and and of course, you know, you should still limit eating. I mean, eating processed foods. Yeah. But ours, the difference with ours is there's no artificial preservatives. Yeah. So it really like yeah I I noticed the it's taste it's a, different like yeah cleaner version yeah, yeah. but my husband of actually our childhood favorites I mean like yeah mm. yeah it is a cleaner version and I know honestly my family prefer that taste because it tastes like real food i think yes. that's why they like it so much but i think you've done a great job with that and um i'm not surprised it's doing really well um thank you thank yeah you. so congratulations on that i love 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 all your products and now you have you have cookies as well which my kids loved um yeah and the bacon oh, bacon is so the, good yeah it's really also because of the pandemic, like like what I said earlier. We really have to just be uh, innovative. Like th- now we have like DIY kits, yes, like they're so kits, cute. Our, our hot dog kits, um, so that they can do it just at home. I mean, do it with their kids, or even like since you can't be with your buddies and have barbecue, you can send your friends those kits, and they can have grilled in their own house. Yeah, and I think it's just so fantastic because it's really like it's it's a kind of comfort food, you know, like all these hot dogs and bacon and all these yummy things and it, it's nice to be able to eat this food at least with a little less guilt yes. you know, because at least there's no preservatives um, so yeah so congratulations on that I, I know that that's not you didn't in, at least from our previous conversation you didn't envision berries to become as big as what it's becoming now uh, yeah I wanted to ask you one final question regarding the events industry. What is your prediction for your industry and what is the best way to thrive for those who work in these sorts of events, you know, for suppliers, wedding planners, and, um, you know, makeup artists, photographers, what's, what's the best advice you can give them? You know, we just really have to be innovative with with everything. Um, Just like with, with all the suppliers, just like earlier on, I was talking about my sister-in-law and, and she was saying, um, now in, in weddings or, or in, in her in her in her advance doing makeup, she has to do all. She has to be the hairstylist, she has to be the makeup artist, she has to be the PA, because mm-hmm. now um, they're limiting the number of, of suppliers entering. Yes, and, yes. And so just the same as um, with the events industry or with the coordinating company. Now it's much more inti- intimate. Even the coordinates, we don't need to have a lot of staff. So. Mm-hmm. We have to just really minimize everything to just limit and, and not get exposed to th- this whole coronavirus. Thanks for being on the show, Barry. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and um, I really wish you the best. And I'm looking forward to seeing what 
bridesmaids and company as well as berries deli come up with in the future thank you thank you so much for always supporting us thank you jack Thanks for tuning in to the Unlock Philippines podcast. We're definitely learning as we go along as this is a homegrown and homespun effort using whatever tools are available to us at the moment. We hope you found this uplifting and useful. And if you'd like to reach out to us, we are at unlockph.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.